more with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between just one more cupcake and just one more kettlebell swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It!, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. And before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Are you following us on the gram? That's what the kids call Instagram, right? On Insta. Insta? (laughs) Oh, shoot, I got it wrong. Uh, Anyway, uh, you should follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can ask us questions that way. You can get reminders about things that we talk about in the episodes. Sometimes I post bonus resources. Who doesn't want a bonus resource? Um, but more often I'm just posting ridiculous things that, uh, Daphne or I have said, and you're going to want to see them because it will make you laugh. Um, so you can follow us on both Instagram and Twitter. We're at just one more pod. Um, that's at just one more pod and, uh, find us. It'll be fun. And then we can see you. Yeah. And your social media has been on point. Lately. I, I mean, always, it's always on point, but it's it gets funnier and funnier. Well, to the point where now when I see your Insta posts, well, so clearly this is giving it away that obviously Joanna does her <laughs> social media. Um, I just get to bear witness to it when it pops up on my Insta, and I get to chuckle because oftentimes it's quotes that we said <laughs> that are even funnier as a meme. <laughs> um, thank you. Mostly I just make them to make Daphne laugh. Um <laughs> But you can laugh, too. And then I always comment, oh, my God, we're so funny. (laughs) No lack of um, self-esteem in this room. Uh, Well, today we are talking about what is probably no one's favorite meal, I feel like. Lunch. I like lunch. Yeah. Is it your favorite meal of the day? So, I guess I love all meals. I don't. I I love all my children equally. (laughs) So, I, I like lunch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like, like lunch. lunch, too. Uh, but, people but like I lunch know, like, breaks. Yeah, people like lunch breaks, but I feel like with breakfast, there are some people, like, it can be kind of polarizing. Like, there are some people who love breakfast, yeah. and then there are some people who, um, like, could totally do without it. And or think so, they could. Yeah, or think they could, and they're not so into it, or they're just, like, not hungry at that point. Maybe it's those people who like lunch more. Maybe, because they're <laughs> because so hungry they by the time they get to lunch. Eaten. Yeah. But I love lunch foods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that I feel like people feel uh, sort of neutrally about lunch because I find that lunch is often the meal where people are trying to, quote, be good, mm-hmm. uh, especially people who, like, work office jobs. I feel like, um, you know, breakfast is, like, rushed out the door. Maybe you stop and, like, get a donut mm-hmm. and, and on, from a cart on your way. That's a New York thing that I really like. I don't use them, but I think it's nice that they exist, these, mm-hmm. like, breakfast cart things. Um, and dinner, it's like maybe you're going out for work or you're like going out with friends or whatever, but lunch is like the meal where everyone decides that like that's the meal they're on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> um. I find sometimes breakfast too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending. Um, depending. Yeah. But, um. Off- Especially during the work week. Yes. Work lunch. Totally. it's about control. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's also about what all your coworkers see you eating. That too. Right? Daphne just moved her chair yeah, and it was sorry, super guys. loud. <laughs> it was fine. Um, but yeah, it's like what your coworkers see you eating because often you like go out with other people or whatever. Um, and so I wanted to talk about lunch and talk about like what, like why we actually need lunch, what the 
problem is that a lot of us have with lunches and how we can solve those problems mm-hmm. yeah. in a way that supports us um, feeling great uh, as much as possible. Um, so what you said you like lunch foods. What do you actually do for lunch? I feel like I always see you around lunchtime and you've been like buzzing from like thing to thing to thing. Yeah, so that this is true. And, and <laughs> I'm glad we're recording this episode because it's actually a good reminder for me too. too. Um, uh, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I definitely haven't had lunch. And it's like, what, four right now? <laughs> like 3, 3.20. So, um, okay, so lunch, the importance of lunch and the importance of eating food, <laughs> the importance of meals. So... Lunch is important for for various reasons, and the the main reason is when we fuel our bodies with nutrient dense foods throughout the day, and when we when we fuel ourselves with things that make us feel satiated on a physical level, but also an emotional and mental level, that overall leads to better performance and overall enhanced quality of life. That's what I feel, and that's what mm-hmm. I believe, and I think that's a, like a general consensus for a lot of people. Um, I do feel like during the work week, my experiences with a lot of clients and friends and people who perhaps are in an office during the hours of 8 to 6 p.m., mm-hmm. um, lunch oftentimes is either A, provided, B, brought, or C, you go out and you buy it. Generally, I find that, yes, we exist in this culture where it's like a lot of, it's a lot of salads, which is, and I mean like this and no, I'm just being totally neutral right yeah. now. So I do feel like people do tend to make healthier choices at lunch, especially in our New York world, because I do feel like oftentimes dinner is a little bit more of a variable. I do feel like sometimes there are maybe more social things, maybe alcohol involved with dinner. Um, and then lunch, it's almost like that we have a little bit more freedom to be freedom to have control if that makes sense yeah so um because we're not like, out yeah, in the group we're, yeah it's like we're packing lunch or we're going to dig in or it's like that's you're right that is when people are trying to be healthy and then you find people on the flip side that's when they go and they grab something that they deemed deem deem you know in their reality to be not healthy and then there they think oh i've been so bad quote unquote yeah um in terms of my personal you're right i do oftentimes see you during lunch times and oftentimes my days um, and this is purely just the structure of my life personally. Oftentimes around like the 11, 12, 1 p.m. slot is when I, uh, you know, have meetings or uh, I teach pretty much a class every single day around 11, 12 or 1. That's when other people every have time to day. take class. Mm-hmm, yeah, every single day. Um, yeah, Monday through Thursday right now, which is kind of cool. Um, and yes... Sometimes my lunches involve a big Talenti gelato Tupperware of nuts <laughs> or, or just Talenti gelato. No. <laughs> I do love Talenti gelato. Unfortunately, I don't get to eat that um, during lunch because that doesn't, that would melt in my purse. Right. Um, so yes, oftentimes it's just a ton of nuts and like a, a big decaf latte and a bar. Mm-hmm. And you mean like an en- like an energy bar, protein bar? Yeah, thing? yeah, like a Lara bar or a um, Cliff bar or mm-hmm. an RX bar. And oftentimes it's eaten kind of on the go. And uh, is that ideal? Not necessarily. Um, however, I think, I, I think that making your lunch work for your lifestyle. So as much as I do love lunch it's almost like my body is actually used to not 
not not sitting having a full down. sit down lunch. Yeah, um, but then for me, then dinner is much more important for me to to do that. That's when I like to cook and have some a sit down meal with my husband. And um, but I love breakfast. And I, I I another thing too, I eat a big breakfast. Like I eat a huge breakfast. Like I'm, first of all, I'm starving by which I've worked for. I've like worked <laughs> to you know be hungry by breakfast time. So I eat a really big breakfast. That being said, I do find that working everyone's lunch in to their either schedule and to their lifestyle is important. And I also think that when it comes to the timing of lunch, to make it as intuitive as possible. So like if someone were to have eaten a bigger breakfast and they weren't hungry until two or three, there's actually no need to force lunch at um, 12 or vice versa. If you are on a different schedule where you you ate breakfast and you were up like around like 5, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and you're hungry by 11.30, it's totally fine to have your meals then. Yeah. Another thing, too, I, I really do feel like people try to kind of like pigeonhole lunch. It's like it has to happen between, it has to happen around noon, it has to happen around midday. And a thing that I've been working on from a, on a personal level, and then also in the world of intuitive eating and in the world of listening to our bodies is that this notion of breakfast, lunch, and dinner was really created and that we as humans, we were just meant to eat when we're hungry. And it just so happened to be that humans would eat about three times a day and mm-hmm. maybe a couple of times in between. But somehow that turned into a very standard, staunch, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner well, can Which I talk is, about one reason that is, mm-hmm. is that a lot of people don't get to eat intuitively throughout the day because they work jobs where they have breaks mm-hmm. and yeah. where they're only allowed to eat on their breaks. Yeah. And uh, that's something when I was working in restaurants, that was a big factor for me is that like I would work a, a quote lunch shift um, where I would start working around 10 and finish working around four. And I didn't have a break during that time. Mm-hmm. So like, when was lunch for me? Right, uh, right. You know, it wasn't when I was hungry. It was when I finished work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there are a lot of people who don't get to decide when to have a, like, beautiful sit-down lunch during right. the day. Because that's not, it's not the way their life works. Like, you don't get to do that because you're teaching. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I know are, you know, work during those times. Um, and so I think it's important to talk about that. I'm really glad that you <laughs> admitted mm-hmm. that you have sort of lunch on the go um, yeah. in the way that works for you because um, all of us are dealing with those real world things when we're talking about nutrition and eating. Yeah. Um, and it's really important to figure out what works for you because there isn't one answer that works for everyone. So what I want to talk about in this episode is like, what do we get out of lunch? Like, what does that meal in the middle of your day for what does it do for you and then what are some ways that you can make it possible to be as like like you said satiating and nutritious and and boosting power Mm -hmm. boosting Mm -hmm. but in a way that doesn't require that you change your entire life right right because it's not uh it's not realistic right it's almost like making lunch work for you versus you working for lunch but at the same time I'm hyper aware of, and then in the world of work, it's mm-hmm. like you're given your lunch break or it's like people will say like, okay, I'm going to go on lunch mm-hmm. and that's just their 30 minute time. And that could be 4.30 PM. That could be 6.30 PM. That could be 11.30 PM. People when, will yeah. still say lunch. When you're on a like, film set, um, lunch is the 
meal that's the middle break, whether yeah. it's an overnight shoot or a daytime shoot. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, right, yeah. I love how we can always tie it back to... <laughs> our, our very glamorous our, careers. Our, our acting days. Um, which, are, well, it's amazing. It's your, Yours are current. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to lunch, here's what I... Here's a, a nice general thing that I like to go for. You're eating lunch generally towards... Generally. Maybe not. But generally you're eating lunch, obviously, before... You're not sleeping right afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it's about finding a lunch that doesn't require so much digestion that you feel very tired afterwards. Because it is true. post digestion mm -hmm, Digestion does uh, make us tired. Because digestion causes... It, it requires energy. So... If you are eating some type of lunch that makes you feel sluggish and tired afterwards, perhaps switching it up so that you can have more of an energizing lunch that is not quite as, that doesn't require so much digestion. That also being said, a lot of people have been saying lately, eat, you know, make breakfast your bigger meal of the day and then lunch your second biggest meal of the day and then dinner should be your smallest meal of the day. For me, I find that to be hard. Yeah. And I actually am totally fine that that's not the case with my life at all. And um, then that's that almost is a, con a contrast and contradicting what I just said about not eating a lunch that causes you to be sleepy afterwards. But then you'll Welcome be like, Daphne, world you just of diet said, and yeah, exercise. exactly. Daphne, you just said to like pick something that makes you feel energized. And if that's a lighter lunch, then that's going against the whole notion of eating bigger breakfast, big lunch, and then a smaller dinner. I'm going to tie this all back to being intuitive, being intuitive. Sometimes for lunch, I need something substantial. And then sometimes for lunch, I'm okay just getting another like big latte and just scarfing down some nuts and having an RX bar. It, it, it definitely boils down to recognizing how you feel before, during, and after you were eating something. So you might find on a given day you need something bigger. On a given day you might need something smaller. And then also on a given day you might need, not even size-wise, but you might need different types of foods. And then you also might notice that certain foods do make you feel tired. Certain foods might make you feel sleepy. And then certain foods might make you feel not sleepy. So lunch, lunch can be intuitive. I think that's like the, the overall gist of this. Totally. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, like, other than being hungry, mm -hmm. why we eat lunch. Uh, one of them is that if you uh, go, like, super long without eating, it can, like, throw your metabolism out of whack, yeah. right? Yeah. So in terms of keeping the metabolism running and keeping the metabolism functioning, uh, it, it is important. It is important to not hit a point where you are – if you do hit a point where you are too hungry – like, no one's going to die. Like, the human body knows how to make it so you don't die, <laughs> right? Like, we are, have been, we as a human species can last, yes, a long time without food. In the survival sense. Should we not put our body in that survival mode? No, we should not put our body in that, like, scarcity, scary mode. Well, and that reminds me of something that you have said before, which is, if you go too long without eating, are you going to die? No, because your body knows how to not die. Exactly. Your body, if you go too long without eating, your body is going to start doing the things that it needs, thinks it needs to do so you don't die of starvation, mm -hmm. which include 
holding onto your body fat. Yeah. Um, like doing all your stress responses. Yeah. All that stuff that like you don't really want to have happen if you aren't actually starving. Yeah. So exactly. one of the reasons that it's good to eat in the middle of your day when you are hungry to do so is so that your body doesn't think it's dying. Yeah, exactly. You don't want your body to think it's dying. No. Um, yeah. And like, I, I know firsthand like what happens to your body when you don't give it enough and it's bad. Mm -hmm. Like it's really bad. And granted either skipping one meal or going five hours without food or six or seven, that's not the end of the world. But, you know, making you go, it a habit, but you go multiple days and then you go and then you restrict too much. And then uh, essentially, I guess what I'm saying is like, don't let it become a gateway. To you an know, yeah don't, sure. don't, yeah, don't think that by skipping a meal, it's going to lead to being skinnier or happier or right. healthier. OK, so I think that's like of anything. And once again, that's a whole separate conversation. But it is important to. It is important to keep your body nourished. And then I also have to say this, especially if you're a woman, because when stress is put on a female body and when uh, when stress is put in almost like a too much of a hunger starvation standpoint, that throws off the entire reproductive system. So if a body, if your human body thinks that, oh, there's not enough food, Granted, skipping one meal is not going to make this happen. Skipping multiple meals will make this happen. Um, your body will think, oh, okay, like there's not enough food around. Shut it down. <laughs> and then your reproductive system shuts down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, you know, this is totally, like I said, big conversation for probably a separate episode. But when it comes to fueling the body properly throughout the day, it's so much more important than just than just keeping, like, blood sugar stable, um, keeping energy levels high, keeping electrolytes high. Um, oftentimes, this feeling of, like, low blood sugar is actually low electrolytes. Like, we actually need salt if the one that's the case. Um, it's, it's, like, a much bigger picture than just that. It, it becomes almost like a mental, emotional thing as well. And keeping yourself fueled throughout the day is pretty critical to keep all bodily functions working. Yeah. Yeah. When I talked at the beginning about lunch being a meal where people try to quote, be good. Mm -hmm. Um, I think another way to look or to say that is that lunches where a lot of people are the most restrictive yeah. where they say like, Oh, I'm not going to have this in my salad. I'm, only, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to have that in my salad. I'm only going to have these things. Yeah. Or people will eat a certain lunch Monday through Thursday or right. Monday through Friday. And right. then like, yeah. And then they get hungry later. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, why can't I stick to my diet as they're, right. like, eating a million cookies? Um, so I want to talk about what we want to get in during a lunch so that if you are at a place where you're, like, lunch is the place that I have the most choice. Let's call it choice instead that's, of I control. That's a good, yeah. Um, where I have the most choice about what I eat, what should I be looking to put into my lunch? Yeah, and I think so. that's a great way to word it, too. Lunch mm -hmm. is when you have choice options. Mm-hmm. Because maybe you don't have to go to a client dinner, you don't have to go to a birthday party, or you do, it's like you actually do have options. And then, I, and like me personally, I, I love the taste of salads. Like, mm -hmm. I love the taste of um, a good lunch out or a good lunch in. Like, I love, the, I love lunch foods. I think I actually love lunch foods more than I love breakfast foods. I just happen to, I just happen to be at home for breakfast. So, so that's when I, that's when I, but anyway, so... 
when it comes to choice, when it comes to just nourishing the body, when it comes to nourishing the mind, the body, the soul, the, the emotions, um, I think lunch can be a good opportunity for that. What are we um, getting in? So we need, we want vitamins. Like vitamins. If I, I want people to like get in your vegetables. I want people to get in your protein. I want people to get in your good carbohydrates. Um, lunch is a good time. Oftentimes it is eating processed foods that doesn't, that don't make us feel amazing. But I also don't want to demonize those foods because that's orthorexia is when we demonize or banish any type of food group, unless it's an artificial sweetener. <laughs> Um, that's like one thing I'm just like, we can do without that. Like that's not. Yeah. So I think with lunch, the best thing to focus on is getting in things that feel nourishing. If you get the opportunity to Mm -hmm. things that feel nourishing for you. So when I actually do have my bar and my, you know, decaf latte and my nut, that actually feels very nourishing for me. Generally by that point, I'm pretty hungry. Mm -hmm. And that stuff for me is very satiating. Like, we got a good high-fat content, which is what I'm always looking for, high-protein content, um, flavors and textures that I enjoy. So that's, that's I think, a, a, a focus is on nutrient density, protein, and also having the ability to feed your body some of the things it needs for overall function, like fat and protein and vitamins and fiber. So that's like my recommendation. Let's build a salad here. So yeah. we're at a salad bar. We're at chopped or just salad or sweet green or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're out at our office lunch. We're, we're telling them what to put in that salad. Yeah. What's the first thing that's going okay. in your salad? So I always do like dark green leafy things. I always do spinach, arugula, um, a mix of mixed greens, um, a, like a spattering of kale. And I actually use that term, spattering. So I... Um, it's weird. I like, can't tolerate too much raw kale, but yeah. I like a little bit of it, but mm-hmm. it has to be massaged <laughs> by the dressing yeah, or the hands of my sweet green person. So, so you heard it here first. You don't have to eat raw kale in a salad if you don't want to. No, you do not need to. And one time I ate an entire kale Caesar salad at a restaurant in San Diego and, um, yeah, it ripped right through me, and I was oh, like, no. what the heck? <laughs> I was like, uh, did I not chew any of this, or was it just not massaged? I was like, my body did not break down any of this. It was pretty horrifying. Um, <laughs> so I love where we go with this podcast. <laughs> so if I'm building a salad, what I always do, I start with things that are dark leafy greens, and I also want to do a quick side note. I pick these things because I do enjoy them. Yeah. You're not making yourself eat exactly. things you hate. I'm not making myself eat things um, that I don't enjoy. That's a big lesson I've learned, I would say, the, ba- the past decade of my life. If I don't like it, I'm not going to eat it, which um, which has been a real, which has been great to come to that revelation, mm-hmm. uh, and that vegetables can be made delicious. Another thing, there is no such thing as categorizing foods as in foods that will make me skinny and foods that will make me fat. Right. That's another thing that in this world I'm in right now, like, we have to start to let go of that. Because it's not. Food actually doesn't really bear much weight on our body types. I know that's a weird thing to say. It doesn't. Yeah. Anywho. Um, okay. So I always do that. And then I always pick a whole bunch of, like, my favorite vegetables. So I love broccoli. I love tomatoes. I love beets. Um, I love cucumbers. So all that jazz goes in. And then I have to have avocado. Like, it's a must. And then I always have some type of nut, and then I always have some type of protein. So I always do either chicken or whatever is floating my boat that day. Mm -hmm. And then for my dressing, I always do a ton of olive oil, 
I'll do um, a ton of lime juice. I do a lot of salt and pepper. And then if I want like a little more splash of more of like a flavored dressing, and that's just if I want that flavor, like lime cilantro or like cashew, blah, 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 I will go for that. Um, I always do salt and pepper. I think another thing that people need to be aware of is that salt is critical. And we are like an electrolyte deficient. <laughs> like sodium is not, sodium and salt are not the same thing. Salt has a little bit of sodium, but there's more sodium in other stuff. So right. usually yeah. processed foods. Right. So we need that good sea salt to balance our electrolytes and you'll be less bloated if you have that. So that's what I build. And yes, when I do have lunch, like that is generally what I go for. Mm-hmm. I would say I generally go for places where I can like build a bowl. And that is generally what I am craving at that time. However, I do not want to demonize some of the other things that are like popular lunch foods because I think this is an, an appropriate time to bring this up, but things like like burgers or pizza or burritos or um, big sandwiches, there are sometimes I need a burrito. Mm-hmm. Like, not a burrito bowl, a burrito. And I have to be okay with that. And I have to be able to eat that because that's what my body wants at that moment and this to not Northern have any California guilt. This Northern California girl says, sometimes I need a burrito. <laughs> exactly. And then to be okay with it afterwards mm-hmm. for eating what may have not been, eating something that was maybe not deemed a quote unquote healthy lunch. So it all circles back to being intuitive while at the same time feeding your body, mind, and soul. And sometimes your body, mind, and soul needs something and sometimes it needs something else. And I think I want to say this, neither one is better than the other. So I like using lunch as an opportunity or this episode as a opportunity to think about food neutrality when it comes mm-hmm. to lunch. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah. And, and, and at the core of that is like doing what, eating what works well for you. Um, not what some magazine said you should be eating for lunch to lose weight, mm-hmm. but also not just like whatever food happens to be free at your office if it's not appealing that to you. That is such a good point. Because yeah. I think, you know, often we talk about um, uh, food, uh, like getting rid of food guilt and stuff just in terms of being okay eating whatever, mm-hmm. but really it's not being okay eating whatever, it's being okay eating what feels right to you, mm-hmm. what you what you want. Um, and I, as a person who at various points in my life have had a lot of free food around, mm-hmm. um, I definitely got into the habit of eating what food was free instead of what food I wanted. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. And I get that because sometimes you don't have money and you're like, this food is free, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, that can also push you further away from your intuition. I find that when I'm really eating intuitively, meaning like eating what I'm hungry for and what feels right for my body, it usually averages out in the middle somewhere where, um, you know, it's foods that I like, it's foods that I choose, um, and sometimes, you know, it's foods that are flavorful. Sometimes it's like, uh, you know, more sort of, uh, more on the like burrito end of things sometimes it's more on the salad end of things but it's almost never like a lukewarm thing of pasta sitting in the like kitchen at my job Um, and again that's not to say you can never eat the lukewarm pasta sitting at your job if that's what's working for you that day Um, but yeah thinking 
thinking about lunch as a thing you get to choose for yourself yeah. when you do get to choose it for yourself, yeah, I think is a positive thing. Yeah, and that's a big conversation too. Every uh, everyone does have a an interesting reaction to free food. Yes, it's like it's like a psychological exploration. Some people feel like they can't eat it because it wasn't on the menu. Like it oh, wasn't okay, it wasn't yeah. their plan. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I can't. Like oh, there's pizza at this meeting. I can't have any. Right, right. It's like yeah, you can. Yeah, if you want. But also, if you don't want it, you don't have to eat it. Yeah. And then a lot of times people are triggered to eat it because, yeah, yeah and it, sometimes it stems from a financial thing, too. Totally. Like, yeah. And then um, I it often, stems from past experiences. If I'm getting underpaid. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're like, I'm like, going well, to eat this. Yeah. To I make remember, it worth like, it. take some to go. And yeah, to, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I myself am the same way. Yeah. And for me, um, it wasn't so much a financial thing, but it was uh, as a kid and as a teenager, I restricted so much yeah. in terms of um, my food. Uh, all the time that when I did see a lot of free food, I was just really triggered and really, um, and then would flip the opposite way. And then I felt like I had to because it was there and because um, it was a reaction to the deprivation that I had put myself through. Sometimes so, I feel like people feel like they can only have treats if they're for free at the office. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, actually, you can have them whenever you want and you don't have to have them just because they're in the office. Right. You get it. It's all po- it's all possible. It is, yeah. I think that's that's like a good good overarching sentence for this whole episode. It is all possible. Lunch. It's Lunch. all possible. <laughs> it's all possible. <laughs> yes. And it's it's and I like where we took this episode. This episode notice it's called Lunch and not Healthy Lunches. <laughs> right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like yeah. It's I mean and, top 10 lunches that'll make you lose weight right. fast. <laughs> Should we Actually, should we title it that and then do a a JK at the end? You know, it's funny. Our listeners are too smart. I know. Yeah, they know. They know. They know we'd be, they know it'd be like a, like a JK in parentheses. Well, talking about money, I want to talk about packing lunches. Yeah. Because um, this is a thing that I think a lot of people would like to do and find it just totally overwhelming or not appealing. Um, And as a lunch packer, (laughs) from a family of lunch packers, um, I wanted to talk about ways that we have found to make packing lunch uh, more possible and more desirable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I work from home most days, so it's easy for me to eat lunch at home. Um, But my husband does not. He works in an office. And when he left his last job to start his own company, one of the deals we made... Um, was that he would start packing lunch because mm-hmm. he had been eating out three days a week and then his company provided lunch two days. Okay. Um, so, and there wasn't going to be provided lunch at his new space because it was his own company. Um, so we were looking at like the money to go out to eat in Soho five days a week. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is like a ton of money. Yeah. Um, so one of the deals I made was like, we can do this if we pack lunch. Mm-hmm. So then we had to come up with a system for doing that. Um, and what we do, which is not going to be what works for everybody, but works for us mm-hmm. in our two-person household, is um, every weekend, usually on Saturdays, we go through the week and figure out how many lunches we need and uh, when we're both going to be home for dinner. Um, and we, we meal plan for the week. Mm-hmm. We um, decide like what we're going to make. Um, we make a grocery list and check like what ingredients we already have and what we need to get. We buy all the food on Saturday. If there's prep we have to do for lunches, we usually do it Sunday night. And then our lunches are, like, basically made for the week. Mm -hmm. Um, 
This works partly because neither of us minds eating the same thing four or five days in a row for I lunch. Don't either. I love um, yeah, I love leftovers. Yeah, totally. Um, but I understand that for some people that's not as appealing. Um, but some things that we make and bring for lunch that work really well for us. Um, anything you make in a crock pot, chili, mm-hmm. um, soup. Uh, we also do. Um, we've done like uh, curry that you bring with rice um those things are great and also if you do soup and you don't want to eat the same thing every day you can make a few different kinds freeze them we use ball jars those like Mm, canning jars yeah um if you put those in the freezer just put them in with the lid off and then put the lid on once they're frozen because they expand when they freeze brilliant (laughs) so freezing tip joanna and then you can have a different soup every day that's really Um, great we do salads sometimes there are recipes on the internet for like um make your own version of sweet green salads. Sweet green salads in New York at least cost like $15. You can make your own for like basically nothing. Um, We also have done grain bowls. So like to sort of copycat like a dig in or something like that. Part of what we did was think about like what lunches do we like to get when we eat out and then just like make them for ourselves. So we just make like a big batch of rice or farro or something. We roast up a thing, like a pan of chicken thighs We'll roast up a thing of vegetables and then just, like, put it all together in a container. Yeah. You guys are so good with your lunch. Thank you. We now have several years of practice. Yeah. Um, So I'll post in the show notes some of our favorite, like, pack-ahead lunches. Um, But the the main tips that I would say is plan ahead. Have, like, a, a day you always plan. Because if you get to Sunday night and you don't have a plan, you're not doing it. Yeah. Like. Absolutely. There's no time. Um. Get your housemates involved, whether it's a spouse, a boyfriend, or a girlfriend. Um, get them in on it because it was so much easier to do once we were both doing it. Because mm-hmm. then we had like twice the responsibility <laughs> to plan. Um, and uh, and look at how you can recreate things that you like when you eat out so that when you open that Tupperware at lunch, you're actually interested in eating it. And then can I add something to this Yeah, that I've noticed upon seeing your packed lunches? <laughs> when you have super cool Tupperware, yes. I mean, game changer, yes. you have the most amazing Tupperware. Like, I would like to just give a shout out to you and your Tupperware. Oh. Like, you have one that has a separate little thing within it that you put the salad dressing in and the salad in the Tupperware, and it's all one thing, and it's, I mean, uh, this probably makes no sense to, to <laughs> you, you guys listening at home. post but, a yeah. link to it because, And then you also yeah. carry your silverware around in a little, um, <laughs> or your little bamboo silverware, right? I do have, so yeah. I... I have one too, I just never use it. Yeah, yeah. I have been trying to use less disposable, like, flatware and stuff, so I have, like, a little pouch with, like, bamboo um, silverware. Yeah. I also have all these... Um, silicone straws I got when everyone started freaking out about straws. Yeah, I do too. Um, So, uh, I'll post some lunch uh, carrier ideas, but yeah, like, if if it makes a difference for you um, to have, like, a cool salad container to, like, bring your (laughs) salad to work, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Get one. Mm -hmm. You'll save so much money. Yeah. And then another thing, too, I feel like people have been doing packed like smoothies or shakes for lunch mm, too. Mm-hmm. So that with like something complimenting it could be good. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side of like the, you know, I'm thinking about Stuart. So Stuart actually loves going out for like for him. And I know this is the case for a lot of people, but it's a break. Yeah. Lunch break. hundred percent. So it's a step away from the office. Um, 
but he loves his office. Just a side note. But yeah. but it's nice for him to go outside of the office, walk around Bryant Park, and get excited about trying a different place. Or it's like, oh, what would he like today? Getting to make that choice, and then buying it, and then buying like a coffee alongside with it. So it's almost like he has. I think <laughs> I should know this. He's my husband. Uh, he's elected to not pack lunch mm-hmm. because for him. He see he has pleasure in the break aspect of it in it a breaking up his day b getting outside of the office and then c getting a choice and then d like treating himself to something mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Well, so. the two things that I didn't mention is uh, another part of our agreement was that we would be totally fine with um, Matt still going up for coffee every day. Mm-hmm. So he still does get that like yeah. leave the building, go choose your place. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, every Friday, they go out for lunch as a company. Oh, that's um, nice. So he know, and they usually get fried chicken. <laughs> so, <laughs> so part of it is that, like, it's sort of easier for him to make the choice to pack lunch those other days because he knows he has, like, chicken Friday to look yeah. forward to. Yeah, um, chicken Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and so, so do the balance that works for you. If it's packing lunch on Monday and that's it, mm-hmm. great. Oh, you said leftovers before. Oh, That's the other thing. So, it doesn't yeah. have to be a separate thing yeah. from other stuff you've cooked. There are some weeks where we're like, we just don't have energy to cook a separate thing for lunch. Let's just plan dinners that will make enough leftovers that yeah, we can eat those yeah. for lunch. Yeah, like, and if I'm home for lunch, I always end up eating leftovers from the night before. Mm-hmm. I love leftovers. Yeah. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't, we should have a talk. Because <laughs> it's great. Like, it's it's the best thing ever. Totally. Um, well, here's a, a question. If I am eating lunch but then I always find that I'm hungry at like 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. what's happening it's okay that's <laughs> totally okay yeah so um the the whole notion of almost uh intentionally eating more to not feel hungry later um it's okay to not do that like that that's which is the opposite of intuitive eating. It's yeah. like eating past the point of fullness so that it lasts a little bit longer. But then when you eat eat past the point of fullness, the human body really can't process it that well. Mm-hmm. Um and uh some of it gets like left over. And just yeah, it's it's one of those things where it actually is better to eat until the point of satisfaction and if that means still needing a snack at 4 p.m., that's actually a-okay. So I can have a snack. Yes, It's exactly. okay. Yeah. I can even plan to expect to want a snack. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. And bring something that I might want, like right. my Talenti jar full of nuts exactly. or whatever. Yeah, the the whole notion of like preemptively eating to not feel hungry later um, is not the most intuitive, nor is it that great for the body mm-hmm. um, or the mind or the soul when almost like forcing food when you're not hungry. Um, but I, I guess once again, though, that could be a, a totally different, an entire episode in and of itself. Um, but having the four or 5 PM snack is so okay. Like it's so okay. And that doesn't mean you ate a bad lunch. It doesn't mean you ate, um, you didn't have enough of something else. It could just mean that you ate until the point of satisfaction and you, you processed it and then you're ready for something else. Another thing too, on the flip side, if you don't feel the need for a 4 p.m. snack, there's actually no need to have that as well. So it just can just base it off of hunger levels. Wait, you're saying we should base whether or not we eat on whether or not we're hungry? 
It what seems, a concept. It seems too simple. What a concept. <laughs> I know, yeah, and to, to realize that this is how humans have functioned since the dawn of time. And then we as a society now have to relearn it mm-hmm. is so crazy. But I'm so happy that we are relearning it because it's definitely enhanced my quality of life. That's for sure. <laughs> well, should I do a little lunch takeaway yeah, here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So lunch... The meal you eat in the middle of your day, whenever that might be. Um, Lunch has to work around your life. Um, Some people have, uh, you know, can take lunch whenever they want. Other people have a really confined uh, time. We didn't even talk about students in school. Like, when I was in high school, we had three lunch periods, and you got assigned to a lunch period, and the earliest one was 1030 in the morning. Same here. Yeah. Um, So sometimes you don't have that much of a choice. Mm so you got to do what works for you. For example, Daphne often ends up eating her decaf latte and her nuts in her RX bar, and that's what makes her life work. Uh, other people, what makes their life work is eating lunch at 4 p.m. when they get their break before, you know, in the middle of their shift at work. Um, so you got to do what works for you. Uh, but it is important to uh, eat lunch when you're hungry for it because you don't want your body to go into starvation mode. Um, you want to keep your metabolism going. You want to, um, you know, power up your body with nutrients and protein and all those things. You want to keep your brain functioning. Um, and uh, and also you want to, like, take that break and, like, give yourself a second. <laughs> give yourself a gosh <laughs> give, darn give second. Give yourself a hot sec. <laughs> um, so uh, if you... Lunch doesn't have to be a time where you're super restrictive. You, it's a time where you can eat the things that feel good for you. Um, if you are going for like a salad or a bowl or you're making choices out, we're going to look for some uh, vitamins, get some vegetables in there, uh, healthy fats and protein. Um, but that can be, that can look a lot of different ways. It doesn't always have to be a salad. Um, if we're packing lunches, um, we can make ones we actually want to eat. It doesn't have to be like, the the thing that like Sunday morning us thinks we should be eating by Thursday it can be what you actually like eating or you're not going to do going to do it um, and I will link to some suggestions for lunches you can pack um, but most of all the important thing is to uh, let go of guilt about or work on letting go of guilt about what you're eating um, in general but also at lunch uh, and instead base it on what you're hungry for and what makes you feel good. That's a great takeaway, Joanna. Thanks, Daphne. Now I'm hungry for some lunch. I know. At 4 p.m. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shaw Flam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah vs. The Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.